welcome to Creepy Pasta, Creepy Pasta Podcast. If this is your first episode, uh, here's the deal. So, uh, Creepy Pasta is a spooky story from the internet. The reason that it's called that is complicated. I've explained it on last episode very well. You should go listen to that. But if you're not going to do that, uh, copy pasted stories got called copy pasta. The creepy ones got called creepy pasta. That's it. That's how it happened. Uh, on this show, we read a spooky story. Sometimes play a spooky game. Uh, generally, the aesthetic is like uh, I never thought it would happen to me. Now I've used that joke before. Uh, that's uh, opening for a uh, sexy pasta. Is that? I don't think that's a genre. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. That has to be. That has to be. I'm uh, not. Somewhere. I'm not googling it. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, need that in my search history. I I will take a hit for the team. I already have some really weird shit by uh, <laughs> Google search anyway. Okay, so we've got uh, the second of. Oh no! I, what am I doing? I'm doing it all out of order. I'm not going to introduce the story yet. First, I'm going to introduce my guest, who you already heard talking. I've got Jesse Cooper. Hey, and Megan Sunday. Hello. And now I've got this ad. Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. Fantastic Four, The Coming of Galactus. Miss Marvel, No Normal. Great comic book stories. But how great are they really? Check out the Comics Canon, the podcast that reads, reviews, and renders judgment on the great comic book stories of yesterday and today. Comics are everywhere these days. They've been providing source material for some of today's most popular movies, TV shows, even Broadway musicals. Musicals? What, you mean like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? I was thinking of Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. Oh, that, right. So whether you're a diehard comics geek, a casual fan, or just someone who wants to learn more about the story behind the latest blockbuster, join us every two weeks for in-depth but accessible discussions about Captain America, The Walking Dead, and more works to become mass media icons and get the answer to that burning question, does this story belong in that hall of legendary comic stories known as the Comics Canon? Available on ComicsCanon.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back from the ad. Wasn't it good? It was uh, maybe for a Transformers podcast, but that might have been on last week's. Might have been for Lifemark. Uh, who knows? Uh, it's one of those. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to check the ads folder. Uh, it's definitely not for like Audible or anything. I'm just doing it out of the kindness of my heart. It's, there's no, <laughs> there's no offer code. Don't go to uh, Harry's Razor and enter the offer code creepy that won't do anything uh it might do something but it won't do anything for me uh i don't think there's any other podcast with creepy in the name right probably not uh, uh, no they, like he's actually lying it's if you go to www.harrys.audible.lisa.com and put in oh man what's creepy pasta what's the- I think that's the url from a creepy pasta <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I should get a deal with Casper mattresses because that's the, a ghost's name. <laughs> Wait, do you get a free mattress if you uh, get in with uh, Casper? Uh, I, I that would, would be great. Totally get in with- <laughs> It would be, because I kind of, I need to move soon, and I really don't want to have to move my mattress. Uh, I think the (laughs) issue is that I know Audible, you need at least uh, 20,000 monthly downloads. Uh, I feel like something as big of a deal as, like, a mattress store, they probably want you to have an even (laughs) larger audience. Uh, I mean, if I could, if I could just get paid in mattresses, I'll be okay. Like, I'll just have a room of mattresses. Maybe Listen. you could get sponsored by a ghost. 
or like a haunted video game. Listen, Jesse, unless your last name is Thorn, you're probably not gonna get a free mattress from Casper.com. You need to be pulling in them big podcast bucks. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I could really go for... I don't know which one's the really good one. Uh, They all come in a box the size of a a mini-fridge or something. God, there's Lisa, Casper, and then some other one called, like, Hyperbed or something stupid. There's one called Helix or something that I keep on getting advertised. I think that's the one I was thinking of, not Hyperbed. (laughs) (laughs) Hyperbed is like Hyperloop, but for beds. Yeah, yeah, you lay down in a bed and you get from Seattle to Los Angeles in 20 minutes. Oh, Oh, that would be great. That's probably what Elon Musk's Hyperloop is going to be, right? Sure. Yeah, it's going to be like a passenger train, but... He's got it already. He's on it right now. Yeah, millionaires get to have it. He just set up his own Hyperloop in the northern reaches of Canada, and he just rides it all day like Snowpiercer. He goes to sleep while going around in a circle really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how rich people sleep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this story. It's the second in our, uh, dancing duology. <laughs> Last week we had the Smiling <laughs> Man, which is about a creepy dancing person, but maybe it was true. And this week we have We Danced, which is about a creepy dancing person and definitely isn't true. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, tell us about it. Uh, this story, uh, it's on creepypasta.wikia.com. Uh, it's credited to Smiles. I'm not sure if that's who that is or anything, but yeah. So basically, it's about a person was like hearing footsteps in the hallway and it just, they kept on getting annoyed and thought it was their brother because it's late at night. But all of a sudden, like the the thumps and footsteps got faster and wilder and they just kept on moving and forming a rhythm and they just kept on just ramping up more and more and more and the person yells i guess very uh very uh, reasonable thing to say what the fuck <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and after that like they kind of stop and everything's quiet and then the then just slow footsteps are moving towards the their door and the door's pushed open and then it's quiet. And then uh, they thought it was over. But turns out that other person was listening too. And they just hear thudding down the stairs. And they the person knocks over their chair. And they run towards a closet and hide in it. Uh, but right before they hide, they see a grotesque, hairless, four-legged creature dancing. And tapping swollen foot in an intoxicating rhythm. Uh, so they kind of just hide in the closet. Then it just keeps on going with no pauses, no rest relief. Uh, and then just goes for hours and hours and then slowly the person inside the closet started tapping their fingers along with the song and then it just ends all of a sudden uh, and they wait then they look and it's gone and then they you know think they're safe so they go back to I guess their computer or wherever they're sitting at but then they start tapping their foot and and then the, they think the song isn't so bad and then they, then they feel like dancing to it. And then here's the dumbest part. So I, like, this is the lesson. So I drop down to my hands and feet and start dancing. Honestly, that ruins the whole story for me. But, <laughs> whatever. It, it was, like, really, for real. It was a good story up until, like, the very last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remembered this being a little creepier. Yeah, no, like, it, like for it's a really good build-up. It's, like, a really good build-up, and I think it's, like, legitimately good. And then, because, like, the very last sentence before the thing that ruins it, but then I noticed my foot tapping. Maybe the song isn't so bad. I it, I almost like it enough to start dancing to it. 
creepy ending. Yeah, and then, uh, so I drop down on my hands and feet and I start dancing. No, like, girl, <laughs> just like, you could've, like, you ruined it with one <laughs> fucking sentence. <laughs> like, why? I almost like it enough to dance to it, so I open the door, get on the floor, everybody dance the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's not one of those classic, uh, shaggy dog jokes that is another type of copy pasta. No, it actually just is supposed to be like, oh, it's spooky because they turn into the dancing creature. Mm. Yeah, like, I think with, if it ended more ambiguously. Yeah, probably that would be better. Uh, but no, it's just like, uh, in case you didn't get it, he's definitely going to turn into that monster. Like, in, like, in, like, the last, like, the, the two, the last two paragraphs, I think, is, like, a really good. Because this is, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Yeah, it's very short. It's very uh, short. Yeah. I think it can fit all on one screen for me. Yeah, just about. Yeah, it's it's probably less than like it's probably only like a little over two hundred or three hundred words or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I I first read it on Live Journal, so no one shares long stories on Live Journal. So, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I feel like the like the last three paragraphs are like a really good lesson and like building up to like you know something. Like <laughs> it's a lesson in never coming out of your closet again if you yeah. just saw a weird thing dancing in your basement. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that last sentence. I just, I have so, I have a hold of grudge against the author because they just could have ended one sentence less. You could have written like five less words. Uh, See, I, uh, uh, what's interesting about this one is it's like, it's a very typical creepypasta. It has like all of the hallmarks. It's It's written in the first person, like, hey, this thing happens to me. It has, uh, the line, I realize that whatever this is, it can't be human. No human can move like that halfway through the story because always of course halfway through the story the uh user the user the uh narrator has to be like it's definitely a monster i've already (laughs) accepted the existence of monsters before seeing a monster uh, uh, well, as, as a child, as a child, though, I mean, I don't know how old this person is, but as a child, uh, I was always on the side of monsters existing over rational thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I feel like I would have been like, uh, why are there five axe murderers upstairs? <laughs> like, no human could move like that. I assume it's because it was like a really fast, wild rhythm, uh, which could just be a bunch of people. Or, like, uh, maybe uh, your roommates are playing DDR. (laughs) Just just chill. Like, yeah, some humans can probably move like that. Probably. It's fine. Well, I I think, like, even if... Okay, like, if you take out, the, like, the monster thing, like, they, they, they're definitely thinking that it was a monster. Like, hearing something, like, barge through a door and run downstairs, I think I would probably want to hide. Yes. I mean, I think that's a perfectly normal reaction. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, I think, like, I think if you just, like, take out a few lines or whatever, you're, like, just, like, uh, literally a few sentences, well, this would, I think, would be really, really great. It's apparently still ambiguous for some people, because when you Google, we danced creepypasta, we danced creepypasta explanation comes up. So. What? <laughs> no. Those are, those are dumb little babies. They have to be. <laughs> well, it's the first creepypasta of... they ever read. They don't understand. Yeah, that's one of the thing, uh, things about creepypastas that uh, uh, I sometimes am harshly reminded of when I read a story like this. 
these are written for and by children and teenagers, and uh, I mean, that's fine. I'm really glad that they're having fun writing and reading and sharing spooky stories, <laughs> but uh, reading them as an adult, I'm just like, this isn't uh, very good. <laughs> Like as no, as a person who does a whole podcast based on children's books, ostensibly, uh, I have to be reminded multiple times that <laughs> sometimes you just need to not criticize stuff as much if it's just supposed to be enjoyed as entertainment and not like high art. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, this is definitely one that could have got got taken just like one editorial pass. Uh, it's got a very first draft feeling to it. Um, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, like like you just needed like a just a couple more drafts and stuff, and just a little bit more tightening up, and you know, you got yourself like a nice little like two minutes like short story. I mean, short film or something. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I I I, I kind of like it. It's okay. Could mm. be like a vine. <laughs> it's short enough to be adapted into a vine, right? <laughs> I don't want to watch that vine. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna do like the four footed, like the four legged, like swollen foot monster. No, that's just the person. Person on all fours. I don't know. Maybe I was just imagining like a ball of flesh with like, <laughs> like with the arms. Yeah, Maybe true. I was making it scary in my head. It yeah, well, you search it. There's a. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. It was, it was sort of ruined for me as any kind of spooky thing to think about when I I first read it because it was years ago. But then I was reminded there was a cartoon when I was a kid, well, like a teenager, uh, that was on Nickelodeon called Ah Real Monsters. Oh. And one of those had four feet, and he wore, like, fancy high heels, and now that's all I think about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that guy's name the 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 gra? Oh, I looked uh, it up earlier. The um, Gramble. The Gromble. The Gromble. Yeah, he was their principal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, just imagine the Gromble dancing down the stairs, and now it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, what I'm imagining more. Well, I mean, I'm gonna also bring it back to Ah, real monsters. Uh, Crumb, or I think like the guy with the, the eyeballs. Eye, who holds his eyes balls yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine him on all fours. But he's got to <laughs> hold his eyes. No, well, no, yeah. no eyes. No, no, he dropped his eyes and he's just dancing. He, he, he is, he went blind with dancing. But they were all nice monsters. Yeah, I mean, he could dance, though. That, that monster didn't do anything but dance at him, or her, I clicked, I, I searched for, I searched We Danced Creepypasta and clicked on images, and I clicked on, like, that image of the weird dancer, uh, and then I clicked the first related image, and it's a sexy pole dancing slender man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Is it is it like a is it like a gender bent thing, or is it just like? No, I don't think he's got boobs. I dropped it into the chat. Wait, wait, okay. If you want to yeah, look at so it, so we need to look at this. It's unpleasant to see. Oh, wait, uh, oh, it's captioned. Oh, Give me twenty dollars. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That, that is what a, does Slenderman need money for? That's a picture. Oh, I just noticed he's also holding his g-string in his hand. No, I thought that was his tie. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Does he have the multiple, like the tentacles, or is it just classic long well, arms? You, you can click the link and look for yourself. I'm not. Also, I'm not also, looking this. <laughs> he's also got the tentacles, one uh, wrapped around each leg, and then one wrapped around the pole. Uh, which he I've never bent. liked tentacle Slenderman, and now it's it's ruined forever. Yeah, I like Slenderman. Man looking more like the the anonymous mascot, just that like suit, yeah. suit guy with a question mark face. Uh, Maybe not a question mark. Well, yeah. yeah. The give me the, the give me twenty dollars. I think is too much, though. Uh, it's all too much. <laughs> what? Stop looking at it. You're ruining yourself. 
the, the internet has it's broken hard, you. It's hard to look away from. <laughs> it's intoxicating. <laughs> like, it, it, like I, I, I can't. <laughs> it begs to be looked at. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh uh, no! We've got. I'm sure someone's off, done we dance art, but I don't end. need to see it. Uh, yeah. There's just like it looks like a picture from an old like modern dance project where someone is dancing on all fours and they have their head like their face pointed at the ground and then a mask of a face on the top of their head. Oh, okay. I've seen that image. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I still like my uh, flesh ball with. On all fours. I mean, it is grotesque. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not very, uh, it just says grotesque, hairless, four-legged. I mean, I guess it's Could supposed be to be a human who's, like, gone insane with this dance, I guess? I, my, my thing, though, is I feel like you would go, like, oh, it's grotesque on all fours. You'd be like, oh, there's this really weird dude on all fours. Well, I mean, if I guess if he's gotten mutated. Uh, you know what also, this reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, the DC character Ragdoll from Secret Six. He's like a twisty-limbed uh, contortionist, and he's always, like, creeping around on all fours. People on all fours is an image. Very good. <laughs> It's very, yes. it's delightful. Uh, Everyone should be on all fours. That's what Megan wants. Oh! <laughs> uh, Megan, what's the spookiest part of the story to you? Uh, probably the the quiet at the top of the stairs and then the running down the stairs. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I don't like uh, that. I don't uh, like this. Yeah, it's like, it's like if you're in another room and you hear someone get home and then you hear all the, like, normal coming inside noises and then suddenly all the wrong coming inside yeah. noises. Like, oh no, that's not a person I know. That's a, a crime doer I'm being crimed at. <laughs> Jesse, what about you? What's the spookiest part? I would. Well, there's not a lot to choose from from this story. Yeah, so there's like gonna... four. I really imagined total. it being longer. In my memory, it was a very long story. I don't know what uh, I was thinking I, I about. Could, it feels longer than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Well, um, I can actually make a. I think a decent comparison. I hear it feels like a uh, almost like a um, H.P. Lovecraft short story where like each sentence is like super dense and everything. Yeah, yeah. There's like. Uh, not a lot described, but you kind of get a feeling. Like, we don't even know what this person was doing in the basement. Yeah, they were yeah. just there. Like, I assume they were just sort of on a computer, but that's because I feel like that's just my assumption if you're hanging out in the basement. Yeah, I imagined that they started browsing the internet, but it's not specified that there's a computer anywhere. All that no, we know is that just there's a door there. <laughs> and a chair. <laughs> this could be, like, a really good one-act play, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's the perfect like ten minutes for junior year of high school. Maybe adapted as a, a modern dance piece. Oh yeah. Oh okay. There there has to be there has to be an adaptation of this like a modern. I've dance only seen piece ones where people read it aloud. I looked mm. to see if anyone had like made anything with it, but hmm. the internet fails me again. 
Jesse, did yeah. you pick a spookiest part or did we get distracted? Oh, we got distracted. Oh, we got distracted. Okay. Oh, I was gonna just mirror, uh, Megan's part, honestly, because, like, it breaks, because like, it gets to just, um, it gets to the point where you see the monster. Yeah. Like, right after that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just like, it's not scary anymore. Yeah, it's the problem sometimes. Yeah. It's what happens in Lovecraft a lot as well. <laughs> yep, yes, yeah. That happens. Yeah, the monster reveal has to be, like, the last thing that happens. Yeah. Like, I think, like, like if the if they didn't see the monster and, you know, it just, like, at the end, like, you just, you know, sans the very last sentence or whatever, where it's just like, hey, I uh, this this song I was hearing for hours on end, it's, it's pretty catchy, and, you know, they start to feel like dancing or whatever. I feel like that would have been creepier. Yeah, if you didn't see the monster at all, it would be like, was it even real, or did the person just go crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you could just have added another paragraph where, you know, smash cut to a padded cell, and then it just goes out. It's just like, it turns out they're in a sailor cell the whole time. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And, then, and then they wake up, and it was a dream. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they, two they, one. they were in an insane asylum where they were dreaming that this spooky thing was happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I think it's for me it's it's the idea of sort of a viral thought like yes yeah, like yes, like I that agree. yeah like that your mind can be poisoned by an idea uh is interesting like I don't know if you guys saw the movie uh Pontypool but that's a horror movie Oh yeah yeah, yeah. it, it like deals a with a English. lot of those ideas mm-hmm. yeah it, where English was basically like carrying a virus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like uh, like that, and it does a lot better of a job of not giving you all the answers than this story does. Uh, the author of this story might hear this podcast, and he's just like he or she is going, "Oh, <laughs> well, like, no, well, like I feel like if they just had like a couple passes through, this could have been like a really tight, creepy story." I think the only time we've had authors hear uh, episodes is when we've done. SCPs, uh, because mm-hmm. those are all those are all recent and easily trackable because they all yeah, literally have old. a serial number as the title. Yeah, this is an older one. I feel like if the author heard it, they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I wrote it when I was 14. Yeah, no, this this one. Gosh, I probably read this one like six, seven years ago initially. Mm-hmm. Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh, anyway, that's gonna wrap up this show. Um, Jesse, why don't you uh, plug plug your thing? Uh, I am on and host a podcast called Turned Page. I read a choose your own adventure book with a couple of friends, and we review slash goof slash whatever, go on tangents about it. Uh, We've done a couple of Goosebumps books already, so maybe listen to those if you're into... I get quote unquote creepy stories, even though they're not really that creepy. I remember I read uh, the one of those that takes place at a uh, haunted amusement park. I believe it's the first Give Yourself Goosebumps book. That's the one everyone remembers. That's yeah. the one with the slide that goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. and there's a ga- there's a gator that eats you, and there's like a trapeze. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm trying. To, I'm avoiding that one, honestly. There was a typo in my copy, and I got caught between two pages and forever and ever. Oh. Like, it was clearly not supposed to go back to the page that it le- that led to. Like, it was like, page oh, no. 95 led to page 67, and then 
67 led to 95, but they it was clearly only supposed to go one way and not both lead back to each other forever because there was only one choice on each page. Well, I'll like the I, I will give you a hint, which will prompt maybe even uh, prompt people to listen to it. It's on an episode called. Uh, Please edit out these pauses. Sorry, I need to remember. Uh, oh crap. No, what? I will not. <laughs> oh crap. Ah. <laughs> TikTok and your uh, TikTok, you're dead. Yep, that's what it is. And there might be a baseball-related suicide in it. <laughs> so you know, listen if you want to figure out why. Well, yeah, that's a good tease. Um, <laughs> Megan, do you have uh, anything you want to plug this week? Now that a whole week has passed in real time. Well, I I would just I will also plug turn to page because it's a great podcast and I've been on it. So I mean, it may be a little biased, and hopefully we'll be on it again. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And as usual, you can find me on Twitter J three. FK, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash JeffJK, where you can listen to mm, two, well, by the time this comes out, probably four stories that we've covered on this show, I read them, uh, and I'll probably have up my second short stories, because I launched last month, and I'm doing two audio files and one uh, written story every month, uh, and you can get that for the low, low price of $1 per month, and if you want to give me more money than that, I'll send you physical gifts in the mail. Um, like you can get a spooky postcard or letter for ten dollars a month, I think. Uh, for just a mere uh fifteen dollars a month, I'll send you a big pile of comic books every month. Uh, twenty, I think you get the postcard and the comic books. I don't remember. Uh, it's all there. Patreon.com/slash JeffJK. Go listen to my other shows at WeaponizedLanguage.com. You know what they are by now. Uh, and if you don't, it's a mystery that you can solve yourself. Um, and that will bring this episode to a close. Maybe this song isn't so bad. I almost like it enough to dance to it. Have you ever read the the Fresh Prince one? Oh god. What? No. What? Now where I it's have just, to. <laughs> there's just like a, a lost episode what? of Fresh Prince where like Will kills everybody and I'm like I think people would notice if the entire cast of that show had been murdered. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that that all of them are dead now. Even yeah, Will Smith's mo- charms could not get him out of that replaced. one. Yeah, maybe well, that I mean the the rep- the reptilians, which Will Smith is one of them, has cloning oh. centers. So obviously mm. he murdered everyone and used their materials to clone them. Uh, C in Sea Org stands for cloning. I know it's spelled out S E A. I still wanted <laughs> to make that Scientology joke. The lost, well, I mean, lost that's how episodes. you spell cloning. S E A L O N E. Lost episodes are probably my least favorite kind of creepypasta. Those and those ones They're that are the just worst rituals. Ones. Yeah. The rituals are the worst.
worst one. The Rituals? I don't think I know that category. Oh my god, there's a whole weird subgenre of like, here's this weird ritual that you do, and then at the end you see like a demon and it tells you a secret, and then you oh, have it's, um, it's like Bloody Mary as a story. Yeah. yeah. No, if you uh, if you like stuff like that or hearing about how dumb they are, uh, there's a podcast called The Parapod oh, where yeah. there's like a skeptic. I, yeah, I think there's like follow a follow me on Twitter or something. Yeah, no, The Parapod is like it's real fun. You should listen to it if you haven't. It's about a comedian who's a um a rational human being and a person who literally believes anything that people tells him. And these are always always like you've got to go to a restaurant that's burned down, but you'll find a box and you open the box and there's a key and you take the key and you have to cut your wrist over it and then it'll glow and then you're like, why would anyone do this? And then you get to play as Luigi. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, like unfortunately, though, like that stuff kind of works on little children sometimes, and then you get even as a kid, I feel I would have been like, well, what's my what am I getting out of this at the end? Like I'm not getting like magic powers. I just get told like, oh, they'll tell you the day the world ends. But there's one that I mean, ends, that's a pretty there's one that ends with you get a key because you get the key from like an angel statue that comes to life or some bullshit. What? And then what? It like gives you. Are this you sure key. you haven't just been reading mist walkthroughs? <laughs> you well, so, I'm this- trying to find this now. And then you like you do all this nonsense. You get this key, and then someday in the future, a door is going to appear in front of you, and you have to use the key to walk through the door, and that's it. You don't know where it goes or what's going to happen. It's just someday this door is going to appear to you, and like I. Guess then you're in the dark tower. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe you go to heaven. Like it's just like, hey, yo, here's the key to heaven. <laughs> and but it's like that's it. you you see. Well, because there was that one that was like, um, because the midnight game was one, three kings was one of them, which is where you have to have like three chairs and have mirrors on them and you have to talk to your reflection. It was a whole subgenre for a while that got posted a lot when I was on Live Journal in a creepy like community and they were all just like these, oh, it's a spooky ritual. But that's not spooky to read about and they're not real. I mean, we all did, uh, well, like, we all like heard about Bloody Mary or, or Candyman or whatever uh, as youths. Uh, I, don't be- yeah, I, don't, like, I don't believe in Bloody Mary, but I'm still not going to go into a dark bathroom and say Bloody Mary into the mirror three times. Well, see, like, okay, so I just found one, and it's like, here's the stuff you need. Ash of a burnt down tree, a silver container, rice to make sure the spirit can become more powerful and do more harm. Like, what are what you is it, a about? Chinese vampire? What are we talking about <laughs> <What>? here? <laughs> this is all like episodes from su- of Supernatural. Uh, throw no, the rice exactly on the ground so that it has to count every grain. Oh, wait, is this is this it? Hold on, is this the... Come on. No. Damn it. In case I put this on in the show, just so the audience knows, <laughs> that wasn't a racist remark about Chinese people and rice. In Vampires in China, if you throw rice on the ground, they have to stop chasing you to count every grain of it. Uh, and they also hop. They hop, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, um, that's their vampire legend, which uh, sounds strange to us, but is no less dumb than weak to garlic, can't cross running water. Also, another thing from the Drac from Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula: if you crumble up communion wafers and just make a line of them, apparently it makes a fucking force field. <laughs> like for real, like they can't pass it at all. I mean, if you do a circle of salt around your house, demons can't come in. So who knows? 
supernatural creatures, I guess, have rules in exchange for their magic powers. Well, like, one thing, one thing that I really like about the Dracula novel and everything is it doesn't feel like a horror story. It feels more like a bunch of, like, kick-ass supernatural hunters. Mm. Like, just it's, it feels like the Avengers, but crossover, where they're just like, we need to take down Ultron, but it's, uh... So the most accurate adaptation of Dracula is Castlevania. Yes. <laughs> they did actually adapt the novel Dracula into a Castlevania game. It's called Castlevania Bloodlines. Hmm. I think you play as, like, John Harker or something. Uh, I need to check that out, even though I suck at uh, Castlevania games. I think it was the only one that came out for the Sega Genesis. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, it did come out for the Genesis. I really want to read up on it right now on the podcast. Uh, You play... uh, mm, So, Elizabeth Bartley, Dracula's niece, shows up in the 20th century... And orchestrates the beginning of World War One. Quincy Morris's son John and his best friend Eric Lacard vow to take up the fight against evil. So it's like a sequel to the novel Dracula. Okay. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, weird. I hope it, I hope it's good because there's a lot of like kind of crappy Castlevania games. That's yes, that's game. true. Uh, it has an 83.5 percent on uh, game rankings. That sounds all right. Mm, yeah, sounds okay. Probably it's playable at least. Yeah. Anyway, mm. uh, and if, there's nothing else to say, right? I'm gonna stop the recording. Yeah. Okay. Cool.